Welcome to Currents, your leading global voice of maternal feminism. As maternal feminists, we are inviting you to join us, using our voices in the public square for the things that deeply matter, our faith, our families, and our maternal identities. The Currents podcast aims to gather women who are deliberate thinkers and women who are prepared to engage as powerful forces for good in our homes, our communities, and our world. Welcome, I'm your host, Dana Rob, and joining me is Carolina Allen, founder of Big Ocean Women. We are here to talk with Karen Ashton about the model of powerful impact. Now, Karen has done some amazing things in her life. With her husband, Alan, she created Thanksgiving Points, an incredibly beautiful 55-acre garden with museums, restaurants, and reception centers. And she is also a great storyteller and started the Timpanoga Storytelling Festival, which has been running now for over 30 years and is the largest storytelling festival in the Western United States. She has also served on a number of boards and received numerous community service awards. But what she is most passionate about and where she wants to spend her time talking to us today is on the impact we can have as mothers and in our homes. In fact, she knows that's where we can have the greatest influence and is herself the mother of 11 children. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing to consider that just as you would throw a pebble into a pond and watch the impact of that pebble ripple outward, so too can our influence move outward and affect all layers of society. It doesn't matter where we are, how much we have, what talents or gifts we've been given. We all have the power to impact others. As we work on improving ourselves, that effort automatically moves into our home and influences our families, including future generations. And it also moves outward into our communities and into the world. I love this model of powerful impact, and I'm just thrilled that we get to discuss this with Karen Ashton today. Carol, do you have anything you want to add? Yes. So Karen, likewise, we're just so thrilled to have you. You have a very graceful way of sharing profound truths about things that you know and that you've lived, especially within the family context. And you are extremely influential in many, many different arenas and have done many things, but you always come back to that center of family. And one of the things that I've just loved in getting to know you is that that passion and that inspiration, that creativity has just blossomed and and you really do inspire this younger generation of mothers. And you've inspired me and my family. You're an author of these beautiful children's books that we read as a tradition every Christmas. And I've, I've shared this over and over again, but these books literally make me cry every time I read them. It's just very powerful. You have such a beautiful way of expressing, you know, the beauty of family life. And so for our listeners today, you're in for a real treat to hear just beautiful, authentic, real lived experiences. And we're just so grateful to have you on, Karen. Thank you. I am so thrilled to be here because I know that I'm talking to my favorite group. I feel as though before this world began that we knew each other and that I promised to come just a little bit before you so that I could maybe take some of the rocks out of the path and and help you as you do the glorious job that you do within the walls of your own home. I love being a woman and I will say that I'll say that word woman and I can say a mother. I 
It was the desire of my heart from the time I was just so young. I can't remember not feeling that way about it. I love my family. The reason I love to talk about it is that I have a perspective on it that a lot of people don't have. I'm many years old. We won't go into how many, but I have those years to look back on. All the mistakes, all the successes, I have been poor, poor, poor. And where we had five little boys in one bedroom, which doesn't make for any sleeping for anybody, including their parents. And I've been rich. I've been very blessed for my husband's occupation to have done well. We we started a company and it did very well. And we were blessed in that way. So I've kind of seen the whole gamut of that. Plus, I've been on this earth for <laughs> so many years, as I said. So I, I really have a perspective that maybe a lot of people don't have. It. And the longer I live, the more I understand how rich our life is when we take care of that which is most important, which is our relationships in our very own families. When we nurture them, when we do all that we can to bless those incredibly beautiful children who come into our our lives, it, it makes a difference. And when you're old, then it actually begins to come back to you in a golden payment that no one ever told me about. I mean, I I got the glimpse occasionally as I went through the motherhood, which I, I want to say right out loud, you don't get that glimpse as much as you probably need it. But anyway, you you get this glimpse as you're going through. But as you get older, those things come back to bless you and nurture you and sustain you as you grow older. It's really a beautiful thing. I love that because it's an amazing thing to think about that when you're right in the trenches, you don't quite have that perspective. Your perspective is very limited. And I think that the times that we live in now, the older generation isn't as valued in their wisdom, you know, and in transferring that wisdom to us as perhaps, you know, in generations past. And it really is a disservice that we have like that village, you know, that typically could raise a mother to raise her children is kind of disintegrating in a way. And I love that you, you have a YouTube channel that's called Making Home with Grammy. Is that right? That's right. It just celebrates the fact that some of us who are really old would like to just bless you with some of the things that we have learned in our lives. First of all, I want to say that when we are single women in this world, many of us are just flying high. We're on solo and autopilot in some cases. We're just having a great time. And when we come into motherhood, it is so difficult for us to make the changes that it requires that sometimes we can be a little bit resentful over that kind of sacrifice. I think it's an honest thing to openly say that, 
because suddenly your your life is not your own your body is not your own and that's a significant thing and someone else is depending on you totally and absolutely for their nourishment and for every blessing that they can have so you really need the perspective that comes from somebody really old the old woman in the tribe the one that's sitting in her tent far away all by herself she might have something really wonderful to tell you mostly what i think she would tell you is give this some time take some time to look at what you are really doing and value it because it is so glorious and so beautiful to welcome the soul a soul from God into your home and to watch the unfolding of a human soul is really a remarkable experience. Yeah, I can admit I was resentful some of those early years of childhood and it it was listening to people like you and hearing perspectives, especially that I gained in Big Ocean about the value of motherhood and this important work that we're doing that now I look back at those years when I only had two little ones and those are some of my most cherished memories when life was a little bit easier, maybe in some ways more chaotic, but in a lot of ways more simple and just a lot of playing with my kids. And now life is a lot more hectic and I almost want to return to those simpler times. You know, I think about those moments when you get to hold your very own baby. There are so many women in this world who are suffering with infertility. And for them, they would give anything. They have finally come to a realization of what a great gift this is. For me, I had 11 children in 16 years. So for me, I was just going glub, 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 (laughs) trying to stay kind of afloat in the middle of it. But I think at the time when I was going through it, I really had to depend on the testimonies and the witnesses of women who were older than I was that I needed to spend my efforts and my best uh, work there with those children because it was going to count. I try to tell young women that this change from being a single woman to to kind of shared intimacy in marriage and then the shared intimacy with a child is a sacred and a holy thing. It might feel oppressive to you, but it's such a blessing in the end. Anyway, I loved my years with my tiny children. I actually have never had a stage that I did not enjoy. I decided every morning when I got up, and you do have to decide that I was going to love someone that day. And I think when we express our love openly to our children, it gives them wings. So many times we're we're so conscious of what we have to do to help them and discipline them and give them some kind of guideline that we just forget how dependent they are upon our our feelings for them, our love for them. 
Years yeah. ago, I had the opportunity of going to Barcelona, Spain for the Olympics. And while we were there, of course, we're sitting in a huge crowd of people, each person cheering for their own team, going on and on with screaming and yelling and standing. And I saw an ad in the newspaper from AT&T. Of course, they're, they're talking about calling people. And on the ad, it was a full page uh, ad, and it said, is there anyone at home who needs to hear you cheering for them? And I thought of these people standing and yelling, and what if that was happening for the children in our life? What if they could feel from the sidelines this incredible support coming, go! Go, you can do this. You're amazing. I love you. Or what if the support were, sweetie, I have watched you for years and you are kind. You are always kind. Don't ever give out participation awards for your children because they know what participation awards are. What they want is for you to have noticed something beautiful and unique about them. And when you can honestly say, Spencer, I can trust you in anything. I know that you will tell me the truth, no matter what it is. And I want you to know that I value that quality about you. Let Spencer know. Or what if you say to another child, you have a great gift. You can communicate with other people well, and they love you. They like you instantly. So I think as mothers, we need to know how influential we are and that maybe there's somebody at home who needs to know that we are cheering for them. It's such a powerful position to be in life, and you will give them the wings that they will carry with them and use all of their life. If they are sure that you would never lie to them, that you are telling them the truth, and that you said they are beautiful. That's yeah. a beautiful thought. And I, I love the I love the idea that that we can create this kind of atmosphere in our home, like that it's not just us as parents cheering our children on, but that then they start to see their siblings, you know, as yeah. people they want to cheer on as well. And it becomes a culture of support. And one thing that I thought about that somebody might say, well, that sounds like really idealistic, but what if you, what if I never had that kind of a childhood? Like, how do I know? how to give these things when I never received them. And I, I think that that's a really valid concern that people might have or question. Um, and I, I will say, you know, before I, I turn the time over to you, Dana and Karen, um, there have been many moments where I've healed myself by being generous to my children. And, and I never have thought of that. Like, it by me giving them beautiful moments and these core memories that are just 
so beautiful, like that it does something to me. Like it's almost like I can transport myself back in time and relive that with them as a little girl. Like it does something really transformative to you in the present, doesn't it? I actually think that that is a real key. What is it that you would have wished someone had done for you as a child? Make sure it doesn't go undone for your children. When we talk about creating a home, it really has nothing to do with the sofas or the furniture we put in our house. A home is this feeling of safety someplace or encouragement or praise. It has a feeling of spirituality to it. It, it's an understanding that they are exceptional and lovely in their own way. And you are exactly right. That's what home is. Home is not coming home to the beautiful portraits you have on your wall. No, it's coming home to a place where you know everyone is invested in you and loves you. And because they are, that can calm down inside you and you can begin to give it out. But if you never had it, you need to know that half the world is there in that same place. And they've learned this lesson. If you want it for yourself, give it away. It was said beautifully by you, Carolina. It's just beautifully. So give it to your children. Give them what you didn't have. And you will find that you do have it. Love is a, an amazing thing. The more you express it, the more you give it away, the more it grows inside the walls of your own. So just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> There's so much power in focusing on the positive. And when we when we give compliments and encouragement, it's so much more powerful. I I, I think this was on a, a parenting page recently that I saw that if you give a compliment to your child earlier in the day, it will prevent them from hitting their brother later in the day. <laughs> and I think that's just a really great reminder for us as we focus on that positive and reinforcement and praising them and encouraging from them from the side that we'll see more of that. That's another ripple in the pond. We'll see that impact in them as they move forward. I'm absolutely sure that that is true. And the other thing is when you have been so loving and so positive with them, not pretend. You've studied this child and you're looking at them and they know that you would never lie to them. And you have just told them that they have a gift. When you are doing that for them, when you finally someday have to say, no, that will not help you. That will not be a blessing for you. No. Then that matters. When their bucket is so full of the positive, when you finally have to say, no, it will matter to them. Children want to please their parents. They want to give back for this great source of love that you have given them. So I, I, I know how hard this job is. And I know that someday you will have to say no. 
But if you have said yes, and if you have loved them so much, they're going to take a moment when you say no and think about it. And you're not going to get, oh, you always say no, because you don't always say no. You say wonderful things to them. And when you have to say no, it matters. I love that. I think that this is just, these are pearls of wisdom that, you know, and messages that, that we aren't hearing very readily in the world today. I think that there's been a, an onslaught of messages that are, that are very much to the effect of you need to self care moms. You know, this is such a hard job that you need to go and take care of you and you need to live out your dreams and your passions and have your adventures. And I think that that's really, although I believe that you do need to center yourself again so that you can do this most hard job, which is to be a loving parent and a mother and a wife and in these different relationships, I think that the messaging has kind of been distorted to really become very selfish and self like sacrifice and, and giving of yourself to others has been seen as a very you know, ugly thing that, that women shouldn't pursue. But what I love that what I'm hearing from you, Karen, is that we have like a span of human development. And at some point, you're going to want to collect the fruits of your labor. And if if you haven't tended that tree, if you haven't pruned it and, 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 you know, fertilized it and cared for it, all these years, you know, that harvest is going to be very, very meager if at all. And so I think that there's, I think you have to be, I, I think it's wise for you to understand that the job you're doing right now is the most intensive and, and demanding job on the face of the planet, that it's going to demand all of you physically, emotionally, spiritually, it's going to demand all of that. And you are going to have to have those moments and you're wise you're a wise woman if you know what replenishes your yourself what gives you back but you've got to be so careful because if you spend so much time with your friends away from home you're going to start feeling worse not better you're going to wonder what this angst is inside of you and if you realize this angst is because i haven't held my baby long enough today I didn't get to be home and and get those really wet icky kisses all over your face from that you know from that little one that is as good for you as all the other stuff is too so just know that you're going to have to balance that I hate that word balance because frankly People say of marriage that it is 50-50. Oh, no, it's 100%. Sometimes it's 100% alternately, but it's 100%. And and the parenting is the same way. It's 100%. So you may need to go away for a short time. But if you spend too much time away, you're going to start feeling a little bit uneasy about it. It's not going to feel calm. When my youngest daughter was 14, she came in one day, and keep in mind that she has been raised in a family with 
11 children and she was the baby. She came in and I was, I'm always very excited about all kinds of things. I'm always doing something. And she said, mom, I'm lonely. Oh my goodness. I couldn't believe this was my daughter saying that she was lonely. But she said, all the kids now have gone away. Stephen, the boy just older than she had, had gone to the university. And now she was the only one home. And I just thought, this demands immediate attention. She says, I'm lonely. I called everyone that I was working with on any boards or anything I was doing. And I said, I have to go home all the way right now because my daughter is lonely. And and I can't let her feel that way. I've got to be there because sometimes she was coming home and I wasn't there. So I gave up everything at that time. I frankly knew it would not last forever because I knew the moment she got a a driver's license and had a car, things would change. But I knew that for the moment, I needed to be there every day when she got home. So I was. We spent probably about a year and totally in each other's company. I I would like to tell you now that she is one of my dearest friends, mm-hmm. that we are still very, very close. But that year was one of the joys of my life because I responded to something someone said. I couldn't believe that it was my child mm-hmm. that was saying that she was lonely. But I had to go home. I had to uh-huh. stop whatever I was doing. And I'll be darned, it was the most fun year. I've ever had every day after school, those kids would come home from the high school and they would have, let me see if I can think of what it's called, a C-P-W-B, a cereal party with boys, or a cereal party without boys. It was the same. And and they would eat about three boxes of cold cereal right after school. And they would sit around my table. And I still love that group of kids. They're so amazing. But I was home every day with them. And once she had her license, I was a little freer again to go again. Sometimes we look at a situation. We think it's always going to be like this. And we're shut in this little box. No. It's not always going to be like this. Someday this is going to go away and you might actually miss it. And I don't know if I said this already, but you don't want to rush to the museum side of your life when your home has become a museum rather than the active side of your life where it's just full of chaos and fun and laughter and silliness and craziness and you don't want to rush to the museum it's awfully quiet in the museum it's a great place to contemplate things but it's awfully quiet in the museum I had to remind myself that the other night as I was experiencing the chaos and I looked at my kids and I just said to myself I'm gonna miss this someday I'm just I'm gonna treasure this moment because someday I'm gonna miss this and 
you know, sometimes I have to try and convince myself, but I think that's such a beautiful example that you gave of being willing to let go of your interests for the moment and recognizing my time will come again, but right now my daughter needs me. I love that she was comfortable enough coming to you and telling you she was lonely and that you immediately reciprocated, that you were willing to let things go for a moment. And I think that that's so hard for us moms, you know, when we feel like we finally reached that point where we get to do some things on our own. But like you said, that was the greatest year of your life. That was the most fun. Right. And we need to trust that. We need to trust that that giving up something doesn't mean letting go, but it's actually opening the door for something different that might even be better than what we're currently experiencing. It's true. You don't know. You just don't know. Give it your heart. Give it what it needs at the moment. Feed the child that's hungry and take care of them. And then if you've done your job right, they're going to leave your home independent and full of confidence and and seizing the moments in their lives and they'll be ready for what lies ahead and you will be too yeah isn't it wonderful that we can be in this laboratory we call a family with everyone's giving and taking and growing and making mistakes, and forgiving, forgetting, you know, all of that. What an incredible place to be. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And we don't, I don't think as the society at large, like there's such a, a shift, kind of sidelining the family I don't think people are realizing what's at stake and what we're what we can lose if we don't preserve it and intentionally talk about it and use the word mother and father and children and and talk about the family, you know, we could lose the most precious thing, you know, to us. It's it's the very cell level of society. It's the most nurturing thing to you, which you don't know yet. You're mm-hmm. in so much in the middle of give, give, give that you don't realize that all the time this stuff is seeping back into you, yourself. And, oh, my gosh, when they leave, you just, you just, your heart is broken. You, you're going to miss them so much. But they come back and they bring things just multiply they bring others and you love them and and then your love grows and somebody said to me once when they were doing their writing out a will you know and and we had said to them we would take your son if you you know something happened to you and and this woman said oh my goodness you could never love another one and i thought Oh my gosh, I've just gotten really good at this. I actually know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can give love and just really enjoy it. So your love is multiplied. It doesn't it doesn't divide. Yeah, absolutely. These are such powerful reminders. I'm so grateful we're having this conversation. I'm wondering what you would tell moms that that 
that do have to work outside of the home and are trying to balance that? How how do you balance motherhood and other responsibilities so that you're not neglecting those most important things? If it's possible, I, I, I am really sympathetic with this because it's not your choice many times. It's just not your choice. And you have to not only take care of all the stuff going on in the house, but you've got to bring in income and so that they have food on the table and a roof over their head. Children understand that. They know what you're doing. And and I think an honest and open conversation with them is really a helpful thing. And letting them know when if if you're lucky enough to leave your job behind when you come home, that would be the best blessing in the world. Just to say, I've left the office. I'm not at the office anymore. I'm home. Of course, if you're something like a real estate agent or something and you're, and you're getting called on all the time, I, this is tough. Let's just tell, say it what it is. It, it, this is hard. But I believe that, that all of the love and concern raises above that. And children are smart. They know what you've done. And they're willing to give you, they're willing to believe you and give you their confidence when they know that you're doing all that you can out of love for them. Yeah, I believe that's true. Well, it's about time for us to wrap up, but I would love to hear if there's any other tips or advice that you would love to share. Oh, probably just a reminder to to throw your heart at this experience really give it your all because it's going to give you back the nourishment that you need the most when my children now are raised and they come home and put their arms around me and love me it's the best thing in the world i nobody told me that was going to happen nobody told me that my breath every day would be better because I have these now grown children who love me and together we have shared a lifetime. It's a blessed thing. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. I just want to go and hug my kids and just hold them close and spend the rest of the day just enjoying their presence. And thank you so much. Likewise, it just, you bring such a warmth and such a nurturing um, spirit. And I'm sure all of our listeners just feel your love and feel your wisdom. And we just are all inspired, just like you said, Dana, just to go home and, and just snuggle our babies that are, you know, our babies for just a brief little, you know, splinter of a second in the big scheme of things and how lucky we are that we get to create homes like this. And to all of our women listeners, you know, all over the world that it doesn't matter what your house looks like, but the, like you said, the feeling that you create in your home. It is your intentional, intentional development of an atmosphere. Yeah. That's a home. Yeah. That's what a home is. It's not all the fancy stuff. The little child who can call out mom and she answers 
is the richest kid on the block. Yeah. You're so, so right. Thank you. Thank you, Karen, for spending this time with us. You have a great day. (laughs) I hope all those women out there do go home and hug their babies, that they give them an extra kiss today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. My pleasure and my honor. And to all our listeners, continue to be that powerful influence in your home, and it will make waves in your community and in the world. You have been listening to Currents, a podcast by Big Ocean Women. You can find us on the internet at bigoceanwomen.org, on Instagram, and on Facebook. We are each one powerful drop in a big ocean of change. Join us in one of our local chapters, Waves, or Women Achieving Vast Empowerment. Our music is First Rain by Ian Post. Editing and production is by Fifth East Productions. Please join us again next week for in-depth discussion about interesting ideas and about people who are trying to make a difference in their communities.